0: You're listening to Shoot It Now, your weekly podcast about indie filmmaking and big-budget films with award-winning filmmaker Craig Newland. And welcome to another Shoot It Now podcast. My guest today is a writer, director and Brazilian filmmaker who is part of the Sundance lineup for 2021 with a film called The Pink Cloud. It is her featured debut and it's my pleasure to introduce Yuli Shabazi to Shoot It Now.
1: Hello, glad to be here.
0: Welcome, Yuli. And that's a fantastic result, isn't it? A debut film and selected into Sundance this year. How good did that feel when you found out about it?
1: Oh, I started crying and screaming. It was amazing. Uh, And this year the selection is only 10 uh, movies from all the world. So it's amazing to be there for sure.
0: So just talk that through. So there's a tighter selection this year, is there?
1: Yes, normally it's 12 and this year is 10. Because of the pandemic, many festivals are having smaller selections.
0: And so how has that gone down in Brazil in terms of your film getting into Sundance?
1: Oh, it's amazing. Uh, from my state, uh, that is Rio Grande do Sul, here in the south of Brazil, it's the first film that got into Sundance.
0: And what's the population of where you're from?
1: Oh, here in Porto Alegre is like uh, one point two million.
0: So you're the the first filmmaker from that city to be selected into Sundance.
1: Yeah, from the state <laughs> Rio Grande do Sul.
0: And what is the format for you as a filmmaker for screening your film at Sundance, given that the festival itself is virtual this year?
1: Well, uh, of course, I still prefer going to the movies and. Uh, It's said in a way that it will happen online, at the same time it makes more democratic for people. A lot of people will be able to watch it, so it has pros and cons. Uh, I hope that when the pandemic uh, gets better and we have more vaccines, then we can. But I know that Sundance will do some screenings as drive-ins, so people will watch from their cars.
0: I'll bet you when you were making the film, you could never have imagined that your film will be watched in a car in a drive-in in in America. No, No,
1: that's funny. And I have never been in a drive-in, so it's funny.
0: (laughs) And before we get to your sci-fi thriller, I'd like to find out a little bit about you as a filmmaker and how all of this led to you being part of the 2021 Sundance lineup of films. As we mentioned, you're a first-time Brazilian filmmaker. Perhaps we can start at how difficult it is to pursue a filmmaking career in Brazil.
1: Well, for my generation, uh, we have more university courses uh, here in Brazil. So I did. Uh, I, go, I went to cinema school, uh, to PUCI, uh, here in, in the south of Brazil, We got this new market from people that have studied cinema because before that, uh, the filmmakers uh, did journalism or publicity advertisement uh, and then made the films. But we had the chance to already studied it in studying it in our graduation. So I think there is a new wave of all these young filmmakers that are coming from the, the film industry industry. But now with Bolsonaro as president, uh, many uh, fundings that we had, uh, public fundings, were cut. uh, So it's not a great time uh, financially wise. And our government is not giving the support we need to create art and cinema, which is so important. So this is a hard time concerning that.
0: Yes the president has been causing a lot of mayhem shall we say for a lot of people right across the country.
1: No yeah it's it's unbelievable he <laughs> not one of the bright ones and culture for him is not uh, a priority at all but let's keep hopeful and we still have some regional fundings so not from the for the whole brazil but like uh, divided by it. let's hope that things change and we have to uh, be creative and work with small budgets for the moment. But let's see what happens.
0: The school that you did, was it a practical-based film school?
1: Yes, we had like to learn all the, the trades like uh, cinematography, editing, script writing, like a little bit of everything, production, how to do a budget. And then on the final film or final short film, you could uh, you have to form a crew so i was a uh, writer and co-director on my final short film uh, and we shot on 35 millimeters which was crazy it was the only time i shot on the film so it was very like practical very hands on and after that uh, after graduating uh, i started working as assistant director in shorts in miniseries for tv so I worked a lot of, as assistant director and I think it was great like to learn from different directors, different personalities and differ, different styles and also like learning uh, about the crew, about making it. I think the more you do like hands-on and to be in a crew is always uh, very good to learn.
0: Uli, how long ago did you graduate from film school?
1: It has been uh, 10 years now.
0: Okay, and it certainly sounds like you've managed to craft your directing. Let's have a look at The Pink Cloud, your debut film. The synopsis says, a mysterious and deadly pink cloud appears across the globe, forcing everyone to stay home. Strangers at the outset, Giovanna and Iago, try to invent themselves as a couple as years of shared lockdown pass. While Diego is living in his own utopia, Giovanna feels trapped deep inside. So it's written before the Wuhan coronavirus. What made you choose a sci-fi genre as your first debut feature? And tell us why this story.
1: Well, I wrote this in 2016 and 2017 we we had put uh, this a sentence in the beginning of the film saying this film was shot in 2000 was written in <laughs> 2017 and shot so we, we can make sure people know this because like we were afraid that people would say oh Yuli is uh, <laughs> making ad- advantage of the situation you know like but no like it was a big coincidence because I wrote it three and four years ago. Uh, So my idea was um, working with limits. I have always been tricked by the rules of Dogma 95, for example. I thought that was really interesting what they could do with those films with so many restrictions. So I wanted to have two characters that were stuck in a house and then to see what the relationship would turn out to be. And then it began actually with this and not with the sci-fi element. And then I was, oh, what could happen so they would be inside? And my idea was having this surrealistic moment, like this surrealistic premise with the pink cloud, so it was not like a common po- um, apocalyptic film, you know, when people have to strive for uh, getting food and, and survive, it was not this, the idea. So one of the references, for, exa- for example, was The Exterminating Angel by Luis Buñuel because it's not explained. It is not like something, it's not realistic and it's a character study and you see what happened with them when they have this cloud that nobody understands what the cloud is they can't even open the windows and years go by and you see how the relationship and because I've never seen myself as a a sci-fi director um, I like mixing in general and I like uh, sci-fi movies but my focus was really on the characters and the relationships uh, more than the uh, the cloud or the sci-fi elements so it's like this Sci-Fi situation but in the end is a couple movies a uh, character study is about uh, difficult mm. relationships and freedom yeah.
0: I tell you what it reminded me a little bit of and that is the Tom Hardy movie Locke.
1: Locke, I haven't seen this
0: Sorry. (laughs) Locke is very much a character study on what's going on with him. And it did in different ways, in different parts of the film, reminded me of that. You have got some great press that has described the film. And I quote, Uli has crafted an ambitiously stylish debut feature set in an evocative, not too distant world that eerily echoes life in lockdown. So your timing is arguably good or bad, depending on uh, which perspective you take. How did you feel, though, after the coronavirus hit globally, knowing that you had a similar subject matter?
1: Well, it was very strange. Uh, it gave me a lot of anxiety. Like, I think everybody was anxious in the beginning of the pandemic. And I was in a safe situation. I was fine. Like, in my life, I was safe. But I had this extra anxiety, like, what is going on? Like, we are living in the film that we shot le- last year. But I had this extra anxiety of realizing that many scenes from the film were becoming reality. And I thought, well, now the scenes were creative and futuristic, and now they are reality. And it was very weird for me and for, for the crew. The crew was sending me texts saying, Yuli, what's happening? Our scenes are becoming reality. And they kept sending me a lot of news concerning the virus. And it was crazy for everyone.
0: Last night, I was watching Contagion, which is, I think, a 2010, 2012 movie. and Man, the amount of detail that is living out now in reality from that movie is unbelievable. And it gave me a whole new appreciation for that film on a completely different level of how much research was done and how on the money that film really is.
1: No, yeah. And with the pink cloud, uh, when I wrote it, I tried to imagine things that we would feel that we would try to do to like get out of the routine to entertain ourselves, like how we would react. And I didn't want to put anything that wasn't possible for us to do. So I think that's why many scenes became reality. It was like uh, the things I I imagined actually came true because I always thought, let's put realistic stuff in this surrealistic premise.
0: And what about writing? Let's just have a look at writing. How do you approach writing? In other words, what sort of workload do you get through? How do you work through your writing process?
1: So for this uh, film, I was writing as my uh, final task for my master's. I did a master's in creative writing that was amazing to do. For the theory part, I was researching uh, narratives where the characters were confined. So I compared The Exterminating Angel by Bumuel, No Exit Out from Sartre, and, uh, and then There Were None from Agatha Christie. I was reading them and watching them and seeing the similarities between, it, uh, between them, and I started to have a lot of ideas in writing them. And then when I got the first part, the first draft, it was very long. It was 250 pages long. <laughs> so I was like, well, at least I have many things, but let's choose what to do. Uh, and even in the film, I had more story for the supporting characters, for uh, the friend Sarah, for the girlfriend of Iago. So. It's a shame that I had to cut because the first cut was also too long. And I was like, well, maybe let's do a TV series now with all the supporting characters having more time on screen. But I like to write in the morning. Uh, Usually I write five hours a day. I feel that more than five hours, it starts getting really bad. And uh, I also had my editor with me Not for the first draft that was too long, but like from the third draft, uh, he was uh, helping me to find a structure in it because uh, when I wrote, I didn't care too much about the three-act structure. But it's funny that on the editing, we kind of uh, found a three-act structure, not uh, because we wanted to, but naturally, uh, I think we we had it.
0: So that's interesting. So when you were writing it, you weren't uh, per se looking at a three-act structure.
1: I was, and I was like, um, for the first draft, I was putting all the ideas that I had all, like, I was uh, worried about uh, story art, like, with climax, for sure, like, and where each character would end, and what would be their their climax, and how the tension was going to get worse, and what were uh, the turning points uh, that they have inside the house, But I was not worried like, oh, after 30 pages, I have to have a turning point. That I was finding later when I was then more worried about structure.
0: Another review observation about your film was, and I quote, both a delicate exploration of what it means to connect in a world we no longer recognize, and an unflinching, honest look at the way we shape our own reality. The pink cloud digs deeply into the underbelly of collective loneliness to offer us a way out. So when I was watching the film, it seems that you have taken more of a human case study of what people feel or don't feel in an apocalyptic world rather than concentrating on the apocalyptic crisis itself.
1: Yes, for sure. My main focus was Giovanna and Iago and their different reactions to the cloud. Uh, They react uh, in extreme opposite ways and that is what makes them relationship uh, difficult because they don't become... A team against the cloud. Uh, Iago starts liking the cloud uh, each day more and Giovanna is the opposite. I don't want to give many spoilers but their relationship with the cloud is very different and uh, Iago is better at, at adapting so and Giovanna can't stand the situation anymore So it's this, and he tries to make her like to understand the situation, to see positive sides of the cloud. But for her, it's just crazy thinking about it. Like for us, like and it's funny because oh, let's see the good side of the pandemic. It's it's so difficult. Like I think nobody can stand it anymore. So Yago would be that uh, annoying friend that keeps saying that.
0: Now, the pink cloud is spread over years of being in lockdown with coronavirus. Have you been surprised at how a large section of society haven't been able to cope with lockdowns over, a, obviously, a much shorter period?
1: yes no and uh here in brazil it's like that like you see many people without uh, wearing a mask i don't know why and yes in in the movie if people go to outside they die in 10 seconds right i see. so i think if there was a pink cloud we would uh, really stay home, uh, different from coronavirus. But yes, I think it's um, very mentally challenging. And I have one story that's uh, funny because I had a friend that watched like the fifth cut before COVID, uh, and she was like, "Oh, I'm not sure if the character of, of Giovanna maybe." uh she's too too angry too sad i don't know i can't uh, maybe she's too annoying and then covid happened and then two two months no like i think one month after uh covid uh, getting us in our houses she was like Yuli, no, I was wrong. Uh, Giovanna is too calm. She's too happy because for me, after one month, I'm going totally crazy and they stay peers with the cloud. So she was like, I remove everything that I have said.
0: You got it right, Yuli. You definitely drew her in the right light. And yes. I suppose, I suppose this might be a little bit of a hindsight question, but knowing what you know now, is there anything that you would incorporate into your film if you could go back?
1: Let's see. <laughs> I think I don't know. I think life imitated art uh, in a very good way. Let me think if I would. I don't know. I don't I don't think I would change it actually.
0: I mean, it's just so realistic when you do compare it now to the coronavirus. I want to talk about your color palette that you chose. Uh, tell me how you arrived at bringing the outside pink clouds inside. It connects really well. Your production designer chose just the right piece of wool to paint or to use the right amount of fabric in the piece.
1: It's uh, 50 shades of pink, this film. (laughs) Many (laughs)
0: pink. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, uh, we were worried that with time, people were one hour into the film and they would uh, stop uh, seeing the pink because that happens, like, you get so used to it that you don't see the pink anymore. It all looks normal. So, uh, for the production design, we were always looking for blues and greens, so we have this contrast, so we could see the pink. Like, if things inside the house were all painted by pink, you wouldn't anymore see the pink. So this was a uh, really uh, good conversation with the GOP and with the production design. Like, how could uh, we make this pink uh, visible throughout the film? And also the pink changes, you can see that in the end of the film, when things are uh, worse, the pink gets uh, heavier and darker and like Giovanna's mood and what Giovanna is feeling. So we had also this graduation of pink, like the pink from the beginning of the film is not the same as the pink in the end of the film.
0: I think if anybody is listening to this thinking, I'd like to go into being a production designer, uh, your film is a great case study on just how much of an influence and how much of an impact colors have made to this film. If you didn't have that that through line of the color palette with the pink inside, it would be a completely different film.
1: Yes, we had one uh, film that you saw was uh, Amélie Poulin, because Amelie has a lot of red, and then from time to time, they have something really blue in the middle. So, the DOP that pointed this out like it was a trick, so the eye didn't guess too much, use it uh, to the pink color.
0: Yeah, it just, just works really, really well. And the passing of time with the baby being born was such an economical way to show that the years were passing. And that baby with the injection being given, I thought that's a very trusting mother to allow the child to be on set in that situation. But very seamless filmmaking, very naturalistic with that baby.
1: No, it was so good. Like we had a small baby, like two, uh, he was one month uh, old. But then we really have many scenes with uh, a boy that had just turned uh, four years old. And he was amazing. Amazing. Like we (laughs) had to play a lot with him and I was his best friend for a while. He liked going to sets because every scene we... We played like it was a game. Oh, let's uh, play the game of eating in the table. Let's play the game of uh, cutting your hair. And so he would uh, also, uh, I would say the the line and he would copy. We're like, on the rehearsals, we well, we were like, oh, we love playing this game when people repeat what the, other, <laughs> what the other person said. I don't know how we got it. It was like the whole... Production was worried with having so many scenes with this small boy, but he was amazing. I I can't complain. It was very good.
0: Clear direction from you. You were able to take him under your wing and nurse him through it. And as you say, you became his friend and it was a game to him. That was very clear to see. You know, they always say children is just so hard to direct, but it looked absolutely effortless what he was doing on screen.
1: It was a lovely time working with him. He was so cute and it was perfect. Like it was better than I had asked him to do.
0: And I must compliment you on your English subtitles. Everything really works well for our filmmakers looking for a really good example of how to put together subtitles. This example in your film is one of the best to actually follow. Talk me through. I know it's 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 probably to a lot of people boring, but I found those English subtitles really well done.
1: I am so happy that you said that. You can't imagine. It's so good to hear that you like the subtitles because it was very difficult for us because we had a lot of dialogue. Like, it's heavy uh, on dialogue, this film. It was a long process to get all the lines right. We had a, a translator uh, and then we some sentences had to be shortened because otherwise it would be too fast to read them all. And it was so tiring this process because we were a small crew, so like it was me and the producer uh, revising it and reading again and again. My next film will have no dialogue, so just so we don't have to make subtitles because it was very exhausting. But I'm very happy that you think they are good. It was difficult because of the quantity of dialogue
0: the aspect ratio is it two three nine yes and what did you what did you end up shooting the film on and how many days did it take you to film
1: we shot it with alexa mini and we shot the film in 24 days here in brazil this is uh four weeks
0: And I thought the way that you shot the film had a very classical look with the stillness at times, very simplistic, like when they were having the dinner scene and then Sabrina shows up. How did you work through the process on how to shoot this sci-fi? Because it does have this classical look about it.
1: We had one rule that was not putting the camera outside the apartment. So once they are locked in, we are also locked in with them because the camera doesn't go through the window like to shoot from the outside. And also uh, we wanted to be stuck with them so the still shots looked better for us to have that feeling. And also since we had the VFX of the clouds uh, on the window, it was easier to have the camera on the tripod and to be still. So for the VFX was better as well.
0: Your cinematographer or the camera operator, very, very precise with movement. A lot of the time, now you mentioned that it's on sticks, but it felt like it was at times being handheld, but very, very still with the handheld. Was that right?
1: Yeah, when on the fighting scene at the end, when they have a big argument, we decided to go with handheld. And yes, it's a handheld that is very precise, and follows the actor without shaking too much, but it gave uh, an energy to the scene. I really liked that sequence.
0: When it's on sticks, there is this little bit of movement, which I thought he was hand-holding the cameras just so still it looked like it was on sticks
1: no because the camera was loose but in the sticks so it was in the tripod but uh the i don't know how to say in english we say the head of the camera but so it was loose but on the on the tripod
0: that is a very good trick there's just that fraction of movement which just adds something to it which was a decision that you decided to take
1: yeah it's just like you feel just the movement of the breathing, right of the breath Mm -hmm. of the the camera operator
0: and social media plays into the storytelling of your film. Tell us how that you planned and worked through how much of the social media to use in order to strike the right balance of the film.
1: Yes, well, this was before Zoom as well. So the connection with everything that is happening outside is just through the internet for them. And well, for us, is also a big reality now. But to get the news, to talk with their friends, uh, Iago has a father that he has to help because the health of his father is not great his father is sick and there is this anguish of not being able to get to the father so you have to try to help him online and it's of course it's worse and it it gets him very frustrated As for now, like internet became so important to us and we feel that it's not the same thing, right? We miss uh, holding our friends, like hugging people, kissing people. And it's not the same, but at least it's a way of connecting. So I felt that this was an important element of the film, like the connections through the internet so they can talk with the people they love.
0: So again, when the coronavirus hit, you started seeing the the Zoom calls and the way that social media unfolded. And it all has that connectivity to your film, really, in terms of the same thing, the way that it plays out.
1: Yes, we had a lot of screens in the film. And we shot, first, we shot the supporting actors. So when the main actors were... In the scene, on the house, they were they ha- had already the, the answers, the, the scenes from the supporting characters, so they could interact with the videos. But to help the supporting actors, the main actors were in the scene when they shot it. So everybody helped everybody so the scene could feel natural.
0: And the music composer has been able to bring... A slightly, I feel it's a slightly hypnotic feel to the piece with the score. Was that difficult to achieve?
1: Yes, uh, the composer was great uh, in his work. It was amazing working with him. So, the idea when we thought also about the color of the cloud and uh, we thought about the music of the cloud, we wanted it to be attractive to be poetic and kind of hypnotic. So when Giovanna looks at the cloud for the first time, she, she's thinking it's beautiful as well, like it's dangerous, but it doesn't look that dangerous. So it's we wanted to make the cloud to be seductive because it's, it's great, the lighting is great, it's, it's pink, it looks soft, it looks harmless, but the end, at the end you see it's not. But it had to be seductive for us. So I think the soundtrack helped a lot with that as well.
0: I must compliment you on one of the scenes that I really liked was the disco where they're (laughs) sort of role-playing. That was so much fun to see. I would imagine on set, quite fun to do.
1: No, I loved that scene. Uh, On the set, it was not so easy that day because we had a storm and the rain kept falling. Uh, The The roof was made of glass, you know, those windows on the top of the house. So it was very noisy, so we had to keep interrupting the scene so we don't, didn't have so much noise. So it was not that fun, actually. But when I watched it, it was so fun, it was, it was like also a break from the rhythm and from what we had on the film before. Uh, for me and for the editor, uh, this is one of the, the best scenes, to have them pretending there is a disco party at the apartment. Uh, I really liked it as well.
0: How we amuse ourselves in lockdown, and I'm sure that that yeah. probably has played out with the coronavirus. People doing the same thing,
1: yes. And uh, the, the actress, uh, Renata Gilelis, uh, she has a dance group as well, and they made like this dance marathon for 24 hours. So she was like, I will make the pink cloud party <laughs> now. <laughs> she was, she had like some insights from the film, so they did. They did this dance marathon for 24 hours online, and it was crazy.
0: Well, it's a really clever way that you've been able to show just how people spend their their time. What is next for you? What is coming up?
1: I'm working in another feature. It's like the Pink Cloud, it has a sci-fi element, but it's focus it on people relationship and it also has few actors in it. So I'm working on it. I, I, I'm calling it uh, intimate sci-fi, <laughs> a new <Yeah>. genre. <laughs>
0: Well, Uli, it's been great to find out about you as a writer and director. Good luck with the film The Pink Cloud. All the very best with Sundance 2021. Even though you can't be there and it's uh, virtual, I'm sure that the film is going to be seen by more people as a result. And thank you so much for coming on and talking about your film and sharing it on Shoot It Now.
1: Thank you, and thank you for uh, your interest in the film. I hope people like it.
0: (music) You've been listening to Shoot It Now with Craig Newland, your weekly podcast about all things behind the camera and in front of it. Until next time, have a great week.